Hello and welcome back to X-Waste and happy birthday, Old School RuneScape. I'm Michael. And I'm Oxy. I don't know why I just lagged out there for a second. If you're new around here, <laughs> welcome. We're a podcast that talks almost exclusively about Old School RuneScape. And we're hopefully getting back to form by trying to make you guys better, more knowledgeable players. If you're not new around here, Michael has news about a giveaway. Yeah. Hello. It's me again. Uh, we we have a we have a giveaway going on right now for this beautiful Neve plushie over on our YouTube channel. If you're watching on Spotify or listening on Spotify, check the description, or I guess any audio platform, not exclusive to Spotify, but check the check the uh, description of the episode for the YouTube link uh, for last week's episode. Um, we'll have a link to that video where all we need you to do in order to enter the giveaway is to comment your favorite slayer task and hit the subscribe button you could like the video too that would that would be helpful but the two main criteria are you have to be a subscriber to the channel and you have to comment because that's how we're going to pick you we're going to pick you based on your comment um so leave us let us know what your favorite slayer task is and you could win this beautiful neve plushie that uh jagex announced and released uh at the summer summit we have this little this little plushie, we're giving away the Bob the Cat. And then Oxy and I both have, you can see them in our screens right now. We have the wise old man and the, and the gnome child. Uh, and we're also going to be giving those away. Just TBD on how we're going to do that. Uh, we haven't quite figured out a good way uh, to, to do that, whether it's on Discord, Instagram, another YouTube giveaway. We don't know. But what we do know is right now, Neve is up for grabs. And all you got to do is comment. That's all I have. Good. Back to me. Look me in the eyes, all of you listening right now, because now things are going to get far more serious than I originally intended. If you are not new around here, you have a duty to believe survivors. Do you remember last week in the episode where I made an offhand comment about our OSRS Twitter kind of popping off a little bit this past week? That was in reference to the Skatizo drama that was going on at the time. The day I was editing that episode was the day Hannah Hanani released her video about Defy J. Fuck that guy. I don't even know if that yeah. one's going to get censored, but fuck that guy, right? It is a very difficult thing to hear multiple horror stories from other people within our community. It is a very difficult thing to hear about content creators that people really enjoyed the following of turning out to be monsters. But what also happened in that time frame was the, the ugliest part of our community reared its head and said, well, where's the proof? Where like what are the we don't have any screenshots? Where's the evidence? How do you guys actually know if these things are real and they're not just trying to take? Stop it! Stop it! Stop it right now! I've got the numbers in front of me right now. Let's see: ninety-two point eight percent of you on Spotify are men. You are sons, boyfriends, husbands, uncles, and fathers. When someone tells you that they have had something horrible happen to them. You believe them. You do not question them and ask for further evidence because you don't believe what somebody said. Sorry, my cat is trying to climb my screen, really throwing off my vibe right now, <laughs> trying to give this oh, no. serious conversation. It is not an issue we have had necessarily within the XP Waste chat, thankfully, because we just shut that shit down real quick. But in general, man to man, that's your duty. That is what you do. 
So we are sorry to everyone who was affected by Defy, and we are, in hindsight, kind of lucky he never was able to come on the show because we would have had to take that yeah. episode down, and we would have, too. So, yeah. you know, check in on yourselves. Check in on your friends, and don't, for the love of God, try to tell people they are wrong when something like that happens. Now that the serious bit is out of the way, Michael, how was your week? I had a pretty decent week. <laughs> um... <laughs> We don't mean to like completely shift, but that is something I do. That... I won't be taking questions. I won't be taking further no, advice. No, I'm not... You have a job to do. We don't. <laughs> we don't need to break it down. Um, it. Thank you for bringing that up, and uh, y'all need to listen to Oxy here because spitting wisdom. Anyway, I had a pretty good week. I played RuneScape for a little bit. Um, I was I was like trying to do the the gauntlet, and I failed after my first attempt because i was tired and i saw oxy was online i was like hey oxy you want to go to vm he's like i don't really want to go but i'll go so we did probably like an hour hour and a half of vm it was kind of fun and then that was about it really that was about it i'm still getting back into like post burnout playing which is i don't know we had my oxy and i had a conversation about it while we were doing vm and he's like dude you just gotta like not play it's 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 okay to not play and i'm like i know i know and you you know don't beat yourself up about it blah 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 it's i'm not beating myself up about it but like there is definitely kind of an internal struggle of i want to play but i also equally don't want to play and i'm trying to figure out where that part of me that says i want to play is coming from if it's coming out of um just like having an addiction to the game or is it is it genuinely because I miss the game? Like I miss having that part of my life where over the past two months, I really haven't. Since League has ended, I don't think I've played more than like a few hours total, which is not very uh not very like me when it comes to like playing this game. Granted, I've had a lot of goals in the past, and right now I really don't have a goal to to really like put it down on paper i i i'm kind of just doing whatever um there are things that i could be doing like i have a lot of con- you know i have a lot of smithing levels banked i'd like to get some construction levels on the on the iron man um i want to do diaries so like there's stuff i want to do but just stuff is not it's not interesting me it's not piquing my interest like it used to which is fine but leagues did a number on me oh my gosh i never understood when people would would be so burnt out after a league that they wouldn't want to play. I'm like, I don't understand that. How could you be burned out? I love this game. I want to play this game, but I've never played a league start to finish. And I don't know that I, I don't know that I was ready for what, (laughs) what just happened. We tried to tell Um, you, dog. We tried to tell you. tell me. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. Um, I had a ton of fun in leagues, but seriously, like I was putting in like, four or five hour days almost every single day and when i wasn't it was because of the holidays and now i haven't even played four hours an entire week let alone in a day um and i haven't really been playing games much anyway so i kind of got stuck on a part of boulders gate that I, it made me frustrated oxy and i talked it over and he gave me some tips for that so i might try and you know power through that fight. Um, later today 
Uh, but other than that, life has been good. The weather has been very nice here in Texas. Um, currently, it's like almost 80 degrees on February 25th, 2024. Whereas last year in February, it was like snowed in. Like we were, we were iced over. So global warming. Um, but I rode my bike yesterday. I rode nine miles on my bike yesterday, which felt really good. Um, it was only like an hour to an hour and a half bike ride because uh, I was cruising the whole time. But that's something I want to try and do more before the, the weather gets too unbearably hot where I have to like actually ride my, my Peloton inside to be able to get on a bike. So other than, other than all that, my week was, was pretty decent. How about you? Bro, imagine having to ride your bike inside because it's too hot out. These damn Southerners, they don't even know. Um, Bro, I want you to turn on your oven, get inside, and then try and ride a bike. I That's how it to, feels I in the summer. To, to stand in your freezer and try to do anything. That's what it feels well, like from <laughs> October to April. That's fine. Like We both have struggles. It's just one is outrageously cold and one is outrageously warm. So. Bro, a tier six <laughs> just broke in front of me, man. I hate shooting stars. I actually don't. Shooting stars have been a, a blessing for this maxing grind. Um, <laughs> speaking of shooting stars, though, this week has been good. Um, I actually, while mining a shooting star, uh, got the mining pet at Chambers Bank. That's a one in 521,000 drop chance. Oh my god! So the pet spoon continues, baby. We've got the the day alt essence, the day alt or. So it gives me the little Star Wars quote when I talk oh, to nice. it. Um, that's fun. So that's fun. Um, yeah, I got the mining pet. Been doing a little bit of raiding this week. Um, I don't know why, but I sent a solo TOA and remembered why I don't want to send solo TOAs anymore. Uh, but I've done a little bit of tob. It's been fun. You I sent, some. Hold on. You sent a solo TOA. Yeah. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I want to get a solo purple at some point, but I'm like, I don't care enough about TOA to actually push myself to go oh, beyond gosh. 175 anymore. Like, I will at times, but, you know, I just, I don't have the desire to, like, do TOA very much. So that's kind of the killer there. Um, I did send some learner tabs, though, with some friends. On Friday, I was sick as a dog. I don't know what my problem was. My whole body hurt. I was, like, hurting to breathe. I was coughing. I was really cold, which was unlikely, unlike me, because I literally before we started recording, I was bitching in the recording booth chat. Wow, I'm always really warm all the time. Like always. Mm -hmm. I was cold, like wearing a hoodie and sweatpants and like moccasins cold, um, which is just not like me. Um, tested for COVID. I was negative. Um, I literally my friends were like, do you want a tab? I was like, only if I could eat girl because I was sick. And they literally just like carried me like a baby through Tob. It was great. Um, <laughs> then Michael hit me up. Everyone was like, yeah, TY for raids. Night, everyone. And then as I de-geared at Top Bank, everyone's at a VC. Two ticks later, Michael's like, you want to go to VM? I'm like, no. What world? <laughs> like that, was, that pretty much was my response because um, everything was hurting and I was exhausting. But I did anyway. Um, Yesterday, though, I woke up and I was feeling fine. It was the strangest thing. I went to the store after VM and I bought a bunch of medicine preparing to be like sick, sick. Like, remember the last time mm. 
that I was sick around leagues and I was like dying for several days when I got my COVID shot yeah. and my flu shot. I thought it was going to be like that. I woke up on Saturday morning like nothing had happened. I was like, damn. Oh, interesting. Like that's the strangest thing. But then I went to bed last night and I had one of those like you cannot sleep when there are monsters nearby kind of nights where I just oh. could not get comfortable. I could not fall asleep. I was cold as fuck, which is unlike me. And I was just going through it. And I just woke up today with a crick in my neck and nothing else wrong. I don't know hmm. what the deal is or what the deal has been. Um, something's doing. So, dude, what is the dog doing, man? Something is happening and I don't know what it is. But it's led to a lot of mining gains and a little bit of rating. <laughs> I am uh, 243K away from 97. And I fully intend to have that. Whoa. Possibly by today. We'll see how the day goes. Um, there you go. We'll see. Uh, and this upcoming week, I don't think I have much to do at work because it is spring break. But I still have to be there. So the five clinical appointments I have spread across the entire week are really going to be, um, you know, pressing me to pressing me to do a whole lot of nothing. So I'm probably going to mind yeah. quite a bit. Um, <laughs> So yeah, hopefully we can, I don't know, hopefully we can like get, get some more gains going, get some more XP. Yeah. I, I contend and I have, I, I will contend and I will always contend 97 to 98 is the worst level in the game. We've mm -hmm. talked about the fifties blues and how just like there are no good training methods. We've talked about how like, it's really frustrating when you hit 70, 80, 90 in a skill and that's the like the only thing you do until 99. I am so serious when I say 97 to 98 is the worst level in the game. It's a million XP, right? Or something like that. It's around a million 1. XP. 1.1. 1.1 million XP. And I'm pretty certain for 22 of the 23 skills... There is no unlock at 98, with the only exception being construction. I'm pretty sure. Crafting? Does crafting, crafting have something? Oh, it's the torture. Okay. Jewelry. The torture is yeah. at 98. Okay, and smithing, apparently. All right, whatever. So there's... Okay. There are not... Okay, let me rephrase that then, because I'm getting corrected. <laughs> there are no meaningful unlocks at 98. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit exactly. about a demonic throne. Nobody gives a shit about rune skirts. And if you're an Iron Man, you give a shit about a torture. But if you're an Iron Man, you probably only got 93 and just plus 5 to 98. So by the time you get yeah. 98 crafting, you probably have already had a torture for a while. So there are not many meaningful unlocks at 98 right it is the worst because it just means nothing and you're probably thinking to yourself well the good from 98 to 99 is like 1.2 million what do you mean or 1.3 whatever it is every xp drop is one step closer to the finish line you can see the light at the end of the tunnel so we're gonna hit 97 maybe today but definitely tomorrow if not and we are gonna we are just going to try to put our head down and drive through to 98. Because once we get to 98, we're basically at 99. That's the way I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> is it copium? It absolutely is. But we're getting ever closer. We got 10.45 million XP. 
So we're getting there. And then I think I've been developing strategies for some of the other skills. I might have to like Ooh. interlace some of them at a time in order mm -hmm. to like max at a reasonable, reasonable time. But we'll see. We'll see. So that's been Absolutely. about what my week has been. I've also been playing a shit ton of Baldur's Gate on the side when I come home oh, from nice. work. And I'm trying to buy Helldivers this week too. So Democracy. why did you say something like you're... Your Discord status was why Ark Crash? Dude, was that I tried to play Ark yesterday. I just wanted to play single player Ark Survival Ascended. I had to load and reload the game nine goddamn times. Oh my god. Uninstall it, reinstall it, and then play a single player game that I cannot get the graphics to look good. I don't mm. know what the, I don't I genuinely at this point think that a 2070 is not enough to run Ark Survival Ascended at all. And that's oh so disappointing, because the game, no matter what I set it to, not only looks not great, but it's choppy, and it runs like shit. Like, it runs at the same mm. pace as, like, a no-GPU old-school RuneScape runs. Like if oh. you're running on, like, the vanilla client, like it looks like that kind of, like, blocky motions, everything's a little, like, laggy or whatever. It's not good. And then like 20 minutes into a solo game, crashed in a menu. And I'm like, well, guess I'll go f oh. myself. I'm, I guess I'm not playing Ark. So I got real frustrated after a couple hours of trying to get Ark to work and then just play Baldur's Gate. So that's, yeah. that's how my yeah. Saturday went. I had one point to make about the 97 to 98 and the 98 to 99. It, I felt that so hard when I was maxing. Um, Almost every single time I would take, and this is just an example. So like if 97 to 98 took two weeks, I could get 98 to 99 done in like three days. And I found myself doing that for almost every skill where I would, I would like just, it, it felt like I was walking through knee high mud up until 98 and then 98 to 99. I just got this second wind where it was just done. And so I totally feel that. Like once you get to 98, I think you'll have this drive like you have like like you like none other essentially. And you'll just get 99 mining. And it'll be like that for all the slow skills too. Cuz the fast ones you don't really notice. Like mm -hmm. they're pretty much the same. If you're maxing out at like 50 to 60 kxp per hour, uh you gain superhuman strength and you're able to get like 500k in a day after once you hit 98 <laughs> at least yeah, that's how it was for me it's like 92 hours of sepulcher probably 120 to 140 hours of rune crafting and i've not calculated fishing but i think those are going to be my three slowest ones after mining even from yeah. where i'm at right now it's 50 hours of motherload mine <laughs> so oh. <laughs> Yeah, it's like no it's matter crazy, what, dude. we are just down horrendously. But yeah, I, but we're we're almost you can almost do baby. Yeah, almost. What do you think? Like mid March for for mining? Could be the end of February. Maybe during. If I get ninety seven today. Oh, who knows? maybe if I get ninety seven today, I am not doing hopefully nothing next week during the work week. So, yeah, or during the work day. So I won't be around next weekend. Um, but maybe just maybe. I'll be able to do a lot at work and get really close to 98. So we'll see. Yeah. You can get 98 today. The only 200K you said? 200K from 97. 
Oh, sorry. Okay. I was no, like, dog, sense. what do you think I'm going to do to get a million XP in a day? <laughs> Good God, man. Uh, I was looking at our our leaderboards for the clan. So if you go to our Wise Old Man page uh, for the TNL clan, you can look at like records for people for certain skills. And there are several people who have gotten a million XP in mining in a day. I think Mima is one of them. Uh, Two Fast Kills is one of them. It, they're just like a bunch cool. of VM. So you chose the two most built different players in the clan to compare me to. Good, good call. <laughs> good call there, brother. <laughs> Those are the two that I could remember. Um, <laughs> well, I'm excited for you to get mining done because I think you're going to be you're going to be crossing over a, a hill. This is like one of your biggest hills. We've talked about it ever since you said like you were going to start maxing. Like mining is your least favorite skill. Once you cross this hill, I don't want to say it's downhill from here, but like you're going to be at somewhat of a a downward slope. Um, I think once you knock out runecrafting, you're going to be downward at after runecrafting. I think you mean that we're going to be cruising. But what, speaking of cruising? rumors, speaking sure. of rumors. Um, and speaking of things that like we don't like doing, I heard a rather nefarious rumor last night about you that I don't actually oh, know is true. I heard a rumor that you were streaming the Inferno in the Gray Wizard chat, and then I mean, if, if... and then went to TOA afterwards. <laughs> So I don't know if someone changed their name to Michael and stole your profile picture <laughs> or what. Oh, I did play RuneScape this week. <laughs> I did. Um, it wasn't the Inferno. So I was in VC right after you left. So after you went to the store and you said, I'm going to be back, but I won't be back. So don't wait up. You're like, I'm going to go to the store and get medicine. I, I jumped up to... The Grey Wizard with Swole, Aussie boy Swole, and he was trying to get his uh, combat achievement points. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that he said he wanted to try and do was the double jad challenge. I was like, oh, I could do that. Because he was doing it with like a Bofa and Crystal and, and mm-hmm. um, I was like, oh, you, I mean, you're, you're doing it with this, like the gear that I have. I'm going to try it. Uh, so I did... The single jad, and then I did double jads. Had you never done double jad before? No, not on not on my main account. Uh, only wow. in leagues. Uh, wow. I had only done the jad challenges in leagues, which the leagues one, like doing it in leagues, definitely gave me the confidence to at least try it. And so, technically, yes, it was the inferno because if no. you were to like hover over my stream, it would look like the inferno. Uh, but no, I was not in the Inferno. Uh, I was doing the double jad challenge and I did it. I got two jads down and I said, okay, let's do it again to make sure it wasn't a fluke. And so I did it again and I'm going to keep doing it just until the, the jad hands go away and I can successfully kill two jads at one time so that if I'm sorry, when I do the Inferno, uh, when I get to triple jads, I won't instantly die and, and like throw my keyboard through the wall. Because I know, I know me, and if I plank the second the triple jad spawn, I'm not going to do the inferno. So like this for me is keeping me from like failing. I'm and, telling and rage you right quitting. now, if you get to the point 
where you get to triple jazz, you're doing the inferno. I don't care right, how but, angry. But no, 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 I know what the monsters in this community are capable of. You oh will God. not rest until <laughs> you have burnt cheese on your back. If you get to triple jads, you could die before someone says the word triple jad when the wave starts. You're getting that yeah. cape. It doesn't matter. <laughs> He's so close to the camera. Just look, don't look at me. Don't look at me. I'm telling you, you don't uh, know what it's like to have 12 at notifications on a Thursday morning asking you the same fucking question because you died. I do, though. I do. I do. Um, you've sent the dogs on me multiple times. Uh, how's 99 fishing going? How's 99 mining going? How's runecrafting going? I do know. And it's not the same pressure because literally just hit rock, get XP. I was going to say, but I do know. you're in for it, baby. <laughs> You're I in do for know. it. Uh, I think not this week, not not today, but I think next week we're gonna set we're gonna start sending the app messages for you to see how to just get people to check up on you for mining. Again, see how it's going. people have already been doing it. No, I'm talking at the scale at which you had them do it for me. After an episode, I would literally get like 40 messages in the XP Waste chat of asking me how mining is going. And and I was like ninety three mining at the point, at at that point. So, um, I've not seen a single person at you in XP Waste to ask you how mining is going. Well, then call out the dogs. Now, then call out the dogs, baby. Where are you no, guys not at? Not right now. You guys have been dropping the <laughs> not right now. ball. Apparently, we'll do it next week. Good we'll next God, week. it'll be man. the motivation you need. Motivation. Oh, but I then need. I did. Yes, Christ on I did sale. go to. I did go do the T. I did not do the TOA. I went to TOA with Spari uh, randomly. I don't know why. I was just kind of feeling motivated to play, I guess, at that point. And um, we did two, two 150s on. I did it on my Iron Man, and obviously he, he carried me on his main account. His maxed main. Congrats, Spari. Um, but we didn't get anything. No, no thread. I want the thread. I just want the thread right now. Um, with the new the new uh rune pouch update is so nice. Like you can have presets and you literally just click a button and it takes the runes out of the pouch, puts them in the in the bank, and then puts the other runes at whatever quantity you want them to be in your pouch again. So nice. Have you set yours up? I've set up a ice barrage. I've set up one for Tob with barrage. I've set up one for Tob with uh thralls. Um, and then I've set up one for standard spellbook on Hydro. I should have set up one for Lunars. Um, that's oh, the yeah. last one I need to do. Yeah. I've got to do, it's like Astral Death, Mud, and Steam or something. Uh-huh. That's, nice. That's the third. Or Dust and Steam. One of the two. I got to figure something out for, for Lunars so I can get Venge, Potshare, um, and uh, Humidify okay. all in the same thing. Mainly for... Mainly for chambers, but... Yeah. Nice. Well, enough about this boring topic. It's not boring. I'm just it was like, RuneScape? Um, the boring topic <laughs> about what the show's about? Let's talk about Baldur's Gate. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You've seen the title of the episode, and we're going to go on a shopping spree today. I was going to say, we see money. the title of the episode, and the title of the episode is not all related to what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> the title of the episode is... Um, uh, can the wise old man be my father? And it's, you just got to roll with it. 
Um, you've seen the title of the episode, and we're going to go on a shopping spree with your money. Um, they always told me in sales, like, don't shop with other people's wallets, but we're doing that today. Um, you have 100 mil, and we have a list of items that we want you to buy to just have a, you know, have a better time playing this game. Um, some of these are, are going to be obvious, and I think other ones might not be. And hopefully we open your eyes to like, hey, you know what? This isn't actually as expensive as I thought it was going to be. Um, because if there's one thing I've learned in this game, gear upgrades are not always an astronomical hit to your bank. You can have a meaningful upgrade and, 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 and it still be affordable. So I would say um, the first two are kind of you know, bigger PVM items that I don't know what they are. I'm just a skewer. So, Oxy, what do you want to take a what take it away? What world was that? Sometimes oh. you just have to roll with it. Um, I'm a widow skiller. I don't, I so don't, I don't want to roll with that. You got this. You've had this weird. We're just gonna roll with it vibe the last couple of weeks. We gotta stop rolling with it, Michael. What the okay, hell was that? It, My God, it was it was a little oh. kid voice. It's like I'm a widow skiller. So I don't know how to do it. Oh, <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> I hate every part of that. Anyway, <laughs> do you see you have the list in front of you, right? Oh. <laughs> Guys, Oxy needs a minute. Anyways, no, we're he's rolling with it, baby. Anyways, the first uh, items Michael's got on this list here are the anguish and the suffering. Obviously, all four Zenites are an ideal purchase, right? But all four Zenites are like 60 mil, and that takes a big chunk out of the, the shopping spree. So if you're only going to buy a couple of them to spread your money out across multiple activities, here's the deal, and here's why, right? A Fury is another piece of jewelry that you're probably going to own. And we might even talk about, but what the Fury does is it provides some sort of melee strength bonus. I think it's one or two max hits less than a torture which is why we're not necessarily pushing the torture of the Zenites, because we have something for that. The bracelet of, not bracelet of slaughter, tormented bracelet is a 5% magic damage increase, I'm pretty sure. And there are other things you can get that have a, a greater amount of magic damage percent increase for a significantly less amount of money. Neither one of those upgrades are bad. But if you've only got 100 mil, if this is the first 100 mil you're playing with, the Necklace of Anguish provides a neck, necklace of anguish. I don't know why I said that so strangely. The Necklace <laughs> of Anguish provides a, a range strength bonus. So blowpipes, crossbows, bofas, tebos are going to hit harder with an anguish on. Ring of Suffering has got the recoil effect. It's got good defenses. You can imbue it at the Nightmare Zone or the PvP arena to double all that stuff. It's got a nice prayer bonus. What both of these things in tandem will do is help you learn or help you be better equipped for bosses like Vorkath, Zalra, and Muspa, who shit out GP. Those are the reasons these are on here. Because if you do enough of those three bosses, you will almost certainly be able to buy the other two Zenites in a pretty reasonable amount of time. It's not going to take you 10,000 years. I mean, granted, Zalra is not as much money as it used to be. I don't actually know. Are Superior Dragon Bones, are they still down? Oh, they're 12K a piece right now. Superior Dragon Bones are, are, are chilling, right? And Muspa is mm -hmm. a money printer. And you use range, <laughs> or you can use range for all three 
of those bosses because you can bring a crossbow with ruby bolts or you can bring a blowpipe to Vorkath. I used to blowpipe Vorkath a lot. Like, it's possible to do. You know, granted, this was pre-blowpipe nerf, so I don't know if you can still blowpipe Vorkath as well, but I remember it used to be, I would bring range void and I would bring the melee void helmet and the BGS, and I'd switch into the two, and I'd BGS Vorkath, and then go to range Vorkath. Um, so you can range Vorkath. You can do a range-only Zalra, especially if you already have, like, just a Bofa or whatever. Um, but Blowpipe Zalra, you know, Blowpipe Trident of the Seas, Zalra, is a pretty solid... I mean, shit, even Blowpipe... What's it called? Blowpipe Warp Scepter, if you're down horrendously, right? Yeah, um, yeah. But by the time we're doing Zalra, you should have tried to the seas at least. Um, blowpipe at Zalra, it goes burr on the blue phase. And then I, I got to level with you. I don't think Blowpipe at Muspa is the play. But a crossbow at Muspa ain't too bad. And Muspa shits out GP. So if you get a couple good Muspa kills, you might be able to eventually bring a better weapon. Right? The reason why we are pushing the Ring of Suffering over the Archer's Ring is because the Archer's Ring only gives a range accuracy buff, which really isn't going to matter that much because surprisingly accuracy is not as important for most bosses in this game, especially when range is concerned. Accuracy is not the most important. So it's why we talk about the Ring of Suffering when doing range content, especially if you're brand new to it. It provides defensive bonuses. It gives you extra prayer. And it's all risk specifically. It helps you manage the little shitter snakelings, right? Mm. Is the Ring of Suffering best in slot for most pieces of content? No. I think the only ring, the only place it's best in slot is Zalra because of the snakelings. And even then, you're still losing a little bit of DPS with the new additions from desert treasure two, but we're not at that point in our account if we only have 100 mil so uh, these are the pieces we recommend off the rip the anguish and the suffering in the zenite category because they will open up opportunities to kill lots of bosses that will make you more money and the thing about these two yeah. we've said it once and we'll say it again you're never getting rid of these i don't care what you're <laughs> rebuilding with you They're never get you. rid of your Zenites. Pre- consider yeah. them untradeable once you buy them. <laughs> because genuinely, there are you will not find anything to fill the gap. There is no other amulet that gives range strength in the game. I'm pretty sure. Than the anguish. Right? The nice. the Ring of Suffering is a combination of a couple different rings. And it's it's goaded, right? The Tormented yeah. and the Torture, also goaded. When the time comes to rebuild, you will not get rid of these items. So buy them now, buy them early, you'll make more money going down the line. Michael, what's next on the list? Because I don't actually know how we want to structure this back and forth that you talked about. Just, so. We'll just do it back and forth. Yeah, we'll do it back and forth. Um, so I want to say the prices of these as well. So this may or may not like equal exactly 100 mil. But it's around a hundred mil. So the the both of the the items Oxy just mentioned are around at the time of recording, they're around fifteen and a half mil each. So of the items that we have on this list, they're two of the biggest ones. Um there's one more down the line that's going to actually cost the most. Um, but they're two of the most pricey ones. 
So like Oxy said, if you can get these early and use them on a sort of like rebuild, if you don't already have them, um, they're, they're definitely great upgrades. Um, the next one is also a ring slot. And this one may be like incredibly obvious to people, but we recommend the Berserker ring. Um, I, I, I did some research here because I'm not I, like I play this game and I buy what t- I buy what people tell me to buy. And so sometimes you don't always know like the why behind things. And that's that's really what this episode is about is to to give you the why behind what we're offering, not just to say buy a Berserker ring because I said so. Um, the Berserker ring offers a plus eight shrink bonus. Once it's imbued, it gives a plus four on imbued, which at that point uh, you should just imbue it um, either at Nightmare Zone or or the PvP arena or even Soul Wars. Um, once it's imbued, plus eight strength bonus. Um, and strength bonus is important because that is how you calculate how hard you can hit with your melee weapons. And so of all of the rings in the game, it actually used to be before Desert Treasure 2, it was the highest strength bonus you could get in a ring slot. So that's why a lot of people, it's like the tried and true ring. If you're going to be using melee, whether, you know, whether it's a slash, crush, um, stab, the strength bonus is what you're looking for. Because yes, attack bonus is good, but it's not, it's not going to be um, what offers, at the end of the day, your max hits. Um, alternatively, the next best thing is the Bellator ring, but that's just... That's out of our price range here. So if we're looking at things within the price range, uh, the Brimstone Ring is a comparable ring. I say comparable, but not really. It's, it's a plus four strength bonus. But the thing about the Brimstone Ring and why it's not on this list is because it's almost the same price as a Berserker Ring. Uh, where they're both sitting at like close to five mil. I think it's 4.8 mil at the time of recording. Uh, so if you're going to be spending your ducats, Put it where it matters and get a Berserker ring and imbue it. And anytime you're using melee, that's the ring that you want to take because it offers a good strength bonus. Now, it doesn't have any attack bonuses, which is fine. We're going to get those from other sources. Um, And it offers a little bit of defense. Uh, It gives you a plus eight um, crush defense. But again, in a ring slot, that's not really what we want. There's other items in the game that are going to give us those things. and uh, it's it's basically a free couple max hits when you're wearing this ring after it's imbued. And like Oxy said, I would also say for this one, consider it untradeable because until you get the money to upgrade it, it's pretty much going to stay on your finger when you're using uh, melee. Because the next best one is the Ultor ring, which is basically a direct upgrade to this one, uh, to the Berserker ring. And currently, if you're curious... The Ultor ring is 177 mil, uh, and it gives you a plus 12 strength bonus. Basically, the same ring, but just four, four more strength bonus. So it's not, it's not Berserker ring. Let, let me clarify that before the end game players have a heart attack. It's not the same item, right? It's an additional max hit that when stacked with other pieces of gear can make a difference, specifically in like speed times, right? Because what's the best way to kill the boss, Michael? DPS. What, what does that translate to? What does DPS mean? 
kill it quicker. Damage per second, yeah. The best way to kill Higher a boss DPS. in old school RuneScape is to kill it faster. So when you get things that increase your strength bonus, which is a big thing that we're discussing today, items that increase strength bonus, mage percent damage, range strength, melee strength, things that increase your damage per second help you kill bosses faster, more kills per hour, more money per hour, and less chance of dying. Because if you're yeah. killing a boss quicker, let's use Zalra as an example. If you're killing Zalra in four minutes, right? Because when I was first killing Zalra, four minutes was like speed time for me. My first Zalra kill was five and a half minutes long. My PB is like 54 seconds or something right now. It's nothing Damn. crazy. It's not that fast. I don't, it's not the GM time. I know that. Maybe it's, maybe it's even a minute. Who knows? But... My my Zalra time is way faster than it was back in the day. But that rule applies to every boss from Scurrius to Verzik, right? The quicker you kill it, the less supplies you'll theoretically need to use. Which means the longer you can stay, the more kills you can get, right? And that comes from killing it quicker. So that's why we want the higher strength bonus. So no, the Berserker ring imbued and the Altor ring are not the same ring. The Altor Ring is far and away an upgrade, right? When you get to that point to have that kind of, you know, capital to purchase an Altor Ring or you get one yourself from killing Vardorvis, you will not take a Berserker Ring imbued anywhere anymore because you'll have its direct upgrade. For the sake of this episode, you got to understand that the best in slot in RuneScape is so significantly more expensive than the second best in slot that mm -hmm. you're talking a very, very, very long time to get to that point, depending on what kind of content you do and depending on how consistently you do it. I think Max is... Fear is always the guy I ask about this. It's what, like seven bill at this point, right? We're, we're giving you a shopping list of gear with 100 mil. It costs seven billion GP to have absolute max. In everything in this game so when we talk about items like you know the altor ring being exactly the same it's not it's it's better in it just across the board it is better but it is it is okay to have the second best in slot gear right yeah it is okay to have that i i sometimes i get clowned on because i'll go to theater of blood you know i'm pushing you know, 300 KC infernal cape. And I got the McDonald's you know, gold trim dragon boots. Cause I can't afford prims at the moment. I could, I just don't want to buy prims at the moment. So, you know, second best in slot is okay. There's usually a difference. There's usually a reason the best in slot is so much more expensive. So no berserker and all are not the same thing. No berserker and brimstone are not really comparable when it comes to melee strength. It's just flat out better. I will say Brimstone does have its merits, particularly if you're learning Chambers or TOA and you only have a Brimstone ring. Brimstone goes kind of hard, right? Because it's got offensive bonuses and defensive bonuses for all three styles, as well as a plus four strength bonus. But usually, unless you have a Bellator and an Altor and a Venator and a Magus ring, you're just going to camp the Berserker ring. With, with every piece of content you do, you're just going to camp the Berserker ring. So, B-ring go burr, as it were.
So speaking of jewelry, the next piece of jewelry that doesn't offer literally any offensive or defensive bonuses, but is at this point a necessity in combat and skilling, is the light bearer. Um, it is the, the most comically common purple from TOA. And I bought my light bearer week of release for like 25 mil. It's like three mil these days. It's a pretty cheap upgrade. But it's big, especially if TOA is your is your primary moneymaker. If TOA and you're pushing the invocations and that's how you're getting your money, Lightbearer is absolutely essential. Lightbearer, mm-hmm. I think, halves the time it takes to get your special attack back. So instead of 30 seconds per 10 energy, it's 15 seconds per 10 energy. I would have to confirm that and double check, which I actually will right now. Um, but it is it's really nice to get special attack back obviously if you're skilling right that means you can do you know the chop chop or the here fishy fishy a lot quicker so you get those boosts you get more xp per hour because up until you hit 99 boosting above what you are gives you a better chance of getting those resources but once you hit 99 you kind of like flatline out you don't there's no Mm -hmm. more bonuses i'm pretty sure um you don't use it a ton for mining because there's a celestial ring but I'm getting off to off track. A um, lot of other really good uses for light bearer. Uh, I think I, I'll take a, you know, you can take a light bearer switch to God Wars. If you want to get your spec back in between kills, you can take a light bearer switch to some like slayer bosses. If you're really feeling lazy, you know, you can take a light bearer to Cerberus, for example, and swap it out in between kill. You're not going to get enough time for Cerberus. And you probably should just take a berserker ring, but TOA is the the place you're going to take this, 100%. If you want to be kind of an asshole, you can take it to Tob, but you're going to lose out on max hits and just use your dragon <laughs> claws more often. But I don't think that's the audience that we're going for with this episode. So this ring is is good. Yeah. If anyone has any other places they take the light bearer, let us know in the XP base chat or in the comments of the video or whatever, because it's best in slot at TOA. Yeah, it's a good ring. Um, When you're talking about DPS, sometimes having more special attacks can be uh, better than like having some sort of uh, max hit difference. And in in places where special attacks are are helpful, the light bearer is amazing. I think it's kind of funny that we're talking about it in, in this regard because whenever we were... I think we discussed it on the show, or it might have just been in VC, but uh, I do remember talking about the light bear and kind of clowning on it, being like, "What? Like, how is this going to be useful? People are not going to take this in serious PVM situations." And we were definitely, uh, we were definitely underestimating its power. Literally. All on aspects. The, on the wiki, it says the ring is particularly useful for raids due to the importance of special attacks, primarily Cox. TOA, Cox and TOA, where encounters last long enough that multiple special attacks may be needed. It is not as useful in TOB as strategies in that raid revolve around max hits from regular attacks due to the faster times on boss encounters. Nice. So you can take Light Bear to Chambers if you like. Usually you just can't B ring. At least that's what I did when I was learning. So shit, I still can't B ring at this point. So, (laughs) but you can take it there. It's helpful for hammers. Hammer go bonk. Uh, the next two on the list are kind of in the same category, but in different slots here. We have uh, the Elidness Ward, 
unfortified or whatever you call that. Um, and then the occult necklace. Again, these may be blatantly obvious, um, but to some, you know, the, the Alidnus Ward is a little bit of an unknown item because it has two different forms. One of the forms is just the regular old shield that you get from TOA as a drop. And the, the more um, expensive one is the one that you kind of combine with an arcane sigil. And so the more expensive one is, is the one that's kind of out of reach for us in this shopping list. But the actual Alidinus Ward itself comes in at about 8 mil. And the great thing about this is it adds magic damage bonus, which there are not a lot of items in the game that you can equip that give you magic damage bonus. And for the price, the difference between the Alidinus Ward and the Alidinus Ward uh, Fortified is about 2%. So the regular one gives you 3% magic damage and the, the Fortified one gives you 5 um, The price difference is astronomical, but for the purposes of just having a, a mage offhand shield, um, 3% is decent. And we combine with the Occult, the Occult gives you 10%. You're looking at a, a 13% damage boost by just wearing two items that are relatively cheap. Um, considering the ward is 8 mil, not really, but like the Occult Necklace, criminally 700k. Criminally. Um, I say criminally because it should be more. It's one of the best 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 in slot necklaces that you can wear for magic and it's one of the cheapest items on this list i'm pretty sure it is the item in the game with the most magic damage percent out there I think. yeah i think it is um other than let's see i think the tormented bracelet is like up there but that even that one's only five percent tormented five so, or 15 though is the i think tormented is five can you imbue the tormented no, you cannot. You can't imbue. So yeah, it's it's fine. You can only you can only imbue rings, in oh okay in activities. That makes sense. That makes sense. So for ten percent magic damage bonus, seven hundred k. It's it's a no brainer. Um, for Iron Man out there, I we forgot to say like, hey, sorry, not sorry, Iron Man. This this list is not for you. This is definitely a GE heavy uh, episode where you know somebody came in to like a hundred heavy. Mil. It's all GE. What do you mean? Uh yeah, GE heavy. <laughs> if you have a hundred mil to spend, you're gonna spend it. You're not gonna go and like get ninety three Slayer to 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 have the occult. Obviously, if you're an Iron Man, that's what you're doing. But it's uh it's criminally criminally cheap for the occult and the Alidness Ward. Eight mil and seven hundred k, and then uh, the Light Bearer is three mil. So for a ring that definitely can. Offer some some be, uh, some DPS. Three mil is not bad, and I I like the light bear. Going back to that one real quick, I like it for skilling. I bring it with me on my main account for um, specifically ice barraging slayer tasks. I think that's where it shines the most on my account because you can use the light bearer in uh, in conjunction with the Din's bulwark, and the Din's bulwark spec uh, will aggro every monster within a 10 by 10 tile radius of you it's meant as like an like an offensive attack but when you're when you're when you're bursting or barraging enemies usually you take darts and you just kind of like rapid fire uh get them all into a a pile but with the din's bulwark 
you just special special attack once it's a 50 percent spec and everything in the area um aggroes to you and couple that with the light bearer by the time you kill everything you have your spec back and you're never going you're never going without the din's bulwark spec which is really nice i'm more of a ring of suffering imbued kind of guy when I burst. But honestly, and I'm only that way because it offers the prayer bonus, but looking at it right now, dog, the ring of the gods, because all of the bots out there killing Calvarion, it's 2.8 mil. What? The ring of the gods in my wow. head is still a 20 mil item, and I'm like, damn, I yeah. could never afford that. <laughs> it's 2.8 mil. So if you really want prayer bonus, the ring of the gods imbued offers a plus eight prayer bonus once it's imbued. So that's consider really nice. that. That's what I, I take. I might need to get me one of them bitches uh, just because that's what I take because I just don't <laughs> like to ever sip a prayer pot when I'm out doing that bursting mm. stuff. So mm. When you have like, you know, a 1.7 to 2.5 bill bank. Prayer pots are really expensive, so I can definitely understand that. Bold of you to assume my bank is that low, but you know. <laughs> Wait, how much? <laughs> You're just furthering my point. How, how, how much is your bank? <laughs> Too poor to buy prayer pots, Michael. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> Too poor to buy what, Why don't you take the next one? <laughs> Uh, we got three full sets of barrows on here. You might need to help me out with this one because I don't They're know. They're not full sets. So the only one that's full is Gethins. You got to help um, me out. I, I kind of want you to take the barrows because. I, okay, fine. I'll to me, I feel it's barrows. Easy. To me, I feel barrows is incredibly situational except for arms. But I want you cook with this. It, what, what do you got? It is. It is. So arms is is going to be you know middle of the in middle of the road when it comes to like are you wearing mystics or are you wearing ancestral obviously you have vertus but that's that's out of our price range so for the arams top and bottom it's 6.2 mil to get both of them bonus points if you actually do barrows as a mid-game player to get them because that's for any of these any of these three sets actually doing barrows is a great way to to get these to obtain them besides the guthans that one's like cheap enough to where you just buy it but for carols and arams you don't need the full set for it to be effective arams top and bottom carols top and bottom those are great armor sets for your magic and your range uh styles the guthans i put on here because for me um <laughs> dude i almost said growing up this last two years of playing RuneScape, <laughs> um, whenever I was doing Slayer on my main account, um, nearly any Slayer task that I wasn't using prayer, just bring a full set of Guthans, and you don't have to bring food. And then you have more inventory space for, for longer trips, and literally you just heal up whenever you need to heal using Guthans. Um, I, don't think pe- I don't see enough people using it out in the world that I thought it needed to be added to this list. Where Guthans can shine, and a lot of people actually use it, is at God Wars. Because you're, you're really stuck in that room for as long as you can last. And having an armor set that allows you to regain health by just killing things uh, is very useful. And so people will use it at God Wars, specifically Bandos, to, to stay longer 
and to extend on, trips and stuff. On so, the minions, not the boss itself. Yeah, on the minions. My my counter. And, and, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. No. Well, I say don't be like me and forget to equip a piece of it, um, because it only works in the full set. So definitely make sure you've got it all on when you're doing that. It's too many times I've I've gone and I've left my tacits on or I've left my my BCP on. And I forgot, and I, I'm like killing these minions. I'm like, why is it not proccing? Give me the health. And then I forget I'm not wearing a piece of it. A few things to have, few few notes to have about the Barrow's equipment. Number one, I am not an inventory tagger. I think it is a, a, a cool. Use the plugin if you want, but I'm going to show you a piece of Torva without the, the red outline, and you're not going to know what it's meant to do. That said, the only time inventory tags is acceptable. Inventory tag your guffins. Mm. So you like, I think mine's inventory tagged in like a highlighter green color. And it's the only time I ever have an inventory tag on. So I know that I have all four pieces equipped. Because that used to happen to me all the time. Right? Because occasionally you just try to like, you do treat it a quick, like a one tick four way. Uh, and you just miss uh-huh, a piece uh-huh. sometimes, you know? So <laughs> make sure having the inventory tag your guffins and then turn it off for everything else. That's just me, though. Um, Virtus absolutely tip. is affordable in the price range that we've set. Um, the, uh, Virtus absolutely is affordable. The full oh, set of Virtus is like 110 mil, I think. So you could easily buy pieces that offer a magic damage boost. You could buy a mask. You could buy Virtus legs. True. Shit, you can buy the top and the bottom, whatever you want. You can buy pieces of Virtus. You'd have to sacrifice other things. But again, yes. the iron... Not the... I'm sorry. Idiots in the chat are talking at the... Uh, at the at the shooting stars, someone's named Iron Balls and it's throwing my I'm throwing me off. Um, <laughs> but RMs doesn't offer a magic damage percent. RMs is not a magic damage percent boosting item. It is simply an accuracy boosting item. Mm. Virtus offers a magic damage percent boost, not as much as Ancestral, but Ancestral's outrageous right now because of the shadow. Um, if you have 100 mil and you don't need to buy some of these things, go ahead and buy Virtus, especially if you're doing like TOA or Chambers where you're using magic a lot, you know? True. Like if True. that's what you want to spend your 100 mil on, be my guest. Go for it. RMs, I'm still using because I'm poor as hell, um, but it is not a bad set to use in the interim until you get that kind of money. And then as far as Carol's is concerned, Carol's is real expensive. Relative to like God Dehyde. You know? The unfortunate part about God Dehyde is the damn boots are going to cost you an arm and a leg. Uh, the boots are the most expensive part. I think Guthix is the cheapest set of God Dehyde. Um, you never need to buy the coif. And frankly, you probably don't need to buy the shield either. But still, you're only saving yourself three, four hundred K at that point. You probably don't need to buy the bracers either. Top so body. Boots. Bottom and boots. Top, bottom so and the boots. top body and boots are about 1.2 mil for all three of those. Carol's is going to set you back 2.5. Carol's, so right. it is Carol's has a significantly higher mage defense than, than Bless Dehyde does. Bless Dehyde offers higher melee defenses and about the same mm-hmm. range defense. 
And the offensive stats, I will say, I think Carroll's does, they have the exact same offensive stats, actually. Blessed Dehyde also has a prayer bonus. That is so true. yeah, just stuff to stuff to consider when you're when you're bouncing yeah. back and forth. Carol's has its uses at certain places. Um, not to say that it's not useful, but like I remember when I was going for my fire cape, I really wanted to get Carol's because I thought Carol's was going to be like a, a super big upgrade, and, and turns out it really wasn't. So. I think I use Carol's at Zami. You use Carol's anywhere where you're going to get hit by Mage off prayer. It's a good spot mm. to take Carol's. Zami's a good place to take it. Um, Scatizo's not a bad ta- place to take Carol's. Um, anyone else have any suggestions on Carol's? Please go ahead and let me know. But <laughs> yeah, it's not a bad. Uh, just because we are, um, just because we're in the in the business of telling you the why behind things right now. So Oxy mentioned that Virtus has magic damage. I spoke about magic damage earlier. So each piece of Virtus gives you 1% magic damage boost. Um, You may not think that's great, but 3% is better than nothing when it comes to if you're going to be wearing Arams versus Virtus. Uh, Where Virtus shines is with Ancients. That 1% turns to 4% if you're using the Ancient Spellbook for a total of 12%. So if you are, like I mentioned earlier, if you're doing barrage tasks or bursting tasks, you are going to have a better time uh, using Virtus than Arams. And even to that point, sometimes you just literally wear Proselyte. So you kind of have to take it with uh, a grain of salt. In those tasks, you're really prioritizing prayer bonus versus magic damage bonus. Um, But it is, you know... That the reason that these things exist is because everybody plays this game differently. If you want to do your burst and barrage tasks with Virtus and not Proselyte, be my guest. It's it's there for you to do that. But in situations where you use Ancients, Theater of Blood is a great example. Um, it could be useful to have Virtus over Arams. And the only reason I didn't put it in this list is because, like Oxy said, it's seventy mil for the top, thirty three mil for the bottoms. Like. That's our entire 100 mil on two items. This is something that you're going to do a little bit later. But if we're talking about Mystics to Arams, just get Aram. But we're, we're talking to people who are also at different stages of your account, right? True. So Very true. If you're listening to this as a player who doesn't have any of these items, yeah, do not prioritize Virtus. <laughs> if you have half or most of these items, I know at least one of these items, two of these items. Mo- a lot of these items, you sons of bitches better have. And if you don't, you better go buy them right now. Um, I'm not trying to merch you guys. It's just, it's, yeah, you, you need them, right? But, you know, if you're, if you're past that point in your account where you're looking for upgrades like this, Virtus with 100 mil is definitely a worthwhile purchase. Definitely a worthwhile purchase to go with Virtus. Yeah, yeah I bought it but. for the first time on my main, and, and I, was, I felt very good knowing that I now have an upgrade from Arams that's not Ancestral. Because Ancestral is so expensive. One day I'll have Ancestral. I, I Honestly, dude, I'm kicking myself. I kick myself a lot for having the money and actually actually having uh, Ancestral and selling it. Because I'm like, it's useless. I don't really need this. And then it shot up in price once the Shadow was released. I had Ancestral. And I sold it. Yeah, you can violin me all you want. I'm just trying to be real here, okay? Well, that's uh, what you, why you get you for take having the next three? Skiller Brain, brother. <laughs> 
Uh, hit us with the next four, actually. It's a good way to end off this episode here. Cool, because I'm going to talk about the next three and then talk about why the fourth one's kind of dumb. So the next three are, as is predictably the case, we have to talk about the trifecta, right? Surely we have to. We have to talk about the trifecta because if for some reason you don't have these things, toxic blowpipe is the most jack-of-all-trades weapon in this entire game if the uh, granted it's not as good as it used to be <laughs> because yeah y'all ever seen the tiktok from all those years ago with the like what what hole is it going that's right the square hole that was every <laughs> single boss was killable by the blowpipe other than yeah. zuck like it was disgusting how good the blowpipe used to be that said the blowpipe is still a damn good weapon that you are going to be taking to pretty much every piece of content, especially while you're learning it, right? Especially while you're learning new content, right? All three raids, you're going to take it to Chambers, you're going to take it to TOA, and you're going to take it to Top. You're probably still going to take your blowpipe to TOA, um, even after you've learned it, probably. I don't take my blowpipe to chambers or to top anymore, but that's because I, I have like a T-bow now and I don't need to take it. But I, I just I, I feel like it doesn't even need much more of an explanation. Buy a blowpipe, guys. It is it's fantastic. Like I said earlier, you use it at Vorkath, you use it at Zalra, you use it at Muspa, you're making the money back to start consider buying stronger weapons to take other places, right? The thing about mm -hmm. the blowpipe is, and this is probably what I'd say the worst part for people who are just getting to that, like I can finally afford a blowpipe part of their account. They finally get into that phase. The blowpipe has an upkeep cost that while not as expensive as it used to be back in the day, will hit you like a truck. If you are not expecting it, if you're trying to raise three or four mil for a blowpipe and you forget that Zolra scales and darts cost money, you're going to feel real disappointed. Right now, we've priced out about 12.5 mil to completely fill your blowpipe with amethyst darts and Zalra scales. That's what, 11,000 shots, I think? Let me see. 16,383. Cool. 16,000 shots is what you can fill it with. You can fill it that many scales and that many darts. You don't use that many scales per shot, and with a with a backpack, it'll probably take you a while to go through those darts. Oh, um, that's true. Get amethyst, not not rune, because amethyst is I think cheaper than rune at the moment, and it hits harder. Don't ask me why or how. I'm not even sure if that's true. Um, but from my understanding. You know, amethyst is just outright better. Uh, I'm actually going to double cheaper, check that currently. Four thirty-five. Yeah, rune darts are cheaper. Uh, with the strength bonus, I mean, yeah, get amethyst darts. They're only four hundred thirty-five a shot, so it's worth it to buy the amethyst darts. Um, I'll explain the point that I think is ridiculous here in a little bit because Michael has a follow-up to this, and I will talk about that here in a moment. Uh, I will say the 12.5 mil, that's blowpipe included. So that's your all-in cost. Yeah. 12.5 mil to have it purchased and filled. 
Sound like a said, used car salesman. Like that's that said, your out the door price. <laughs> that said, there's nothing wrong with going around with a thousand shots and a thousand charges. Yeah, no. And then just recharging to when you need money to get more. So I think the minimum is what? Like what's a blow pipe these days? Four mil? Two mil? Who knows? What what's it's a... three. Around three, yeah. Three mil. Okay. It's not too bad. So blowpipe, obviously. The next like most obvious tried in the swamp. To fully charge it, I think it's Zulra scales, death, chaos, fire, I think. Um, and it's going to cost you about four mil to charge the entire thing. But no, the Toxic Trident, Trident of the Swamp, doesn't cost too much to fully charge because Zulra scales are on the on the cheap these days. Can I remember Zulra scales were like three three fifty a pop. It was rough oh. times, dude. That was some rough times. When Zolra scales were 200 GP more than they are, because shots were expensive. There's a period yeah. of time where, like, it was cheaper to use a Sang staff because blood runes were down, you know? But yeah, I mean, the, your next best upgrade after a Trident of the Swamp is the Sang staff, which is 90 ish mil right now. And the, uh, the next best upgrade is the raid mega weapon, the Shadow of, or Temekin Shadow, which is 1.4, 1.5 bill right now. So. You're going to be using the Trident of the Swamp for a while. Um, fully charge it. It doesn't nearly have the up the upkeep cost that the Blowpipe has. Um, they both come from Zolra, so who knows? Maybe you'll get them as a drop if you're going for that to learn that piece of content. The last one, and I think this is going to be... I, I think it might be the end of an era here on XP Waste. I think we may finally have... This might finally be the episode where we do it, where we finally replace an el- an element of of the trifecta mm. the 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 famous abyssal whip it might finally be time to rest the whip is a good item the whip is something you can take everywhere the osmumpton's fang as the most expensive item on this list coming in at 25 mil the osmumpton's fang if it can be hit with melee the fang is good there that is not an over exaggeration. If it can be hit with melee, the fang is good. Is the fang the best at some places? No. But is the fang good? Yes. The fang is best at some places. Fang is best at TOA. Fang is best um, at, at bosses that require stab that don't have any sort of other niche, like dragons or demons or something like that. Fang goes burr. Fang is good. Apparently, fang is best in slot at necks. So, you know, mm. or it is the best melee weapon for next. I know you can take Tebow's and CCBs and stuff like that to next as well. Um, I don't do a whole lot of next, so I really couldn't tell you. Uh, Fang, I think after about a year and a half of being in the game, has probably superseded the whip as the go to best in slot, you know, not best in slot, but like go to jack of all trades melee weapon. The fang is good. It's five tick. It's it's slower than a whip, but like, damn, the fang is good. Absolutely, absolutely invest in one of these if you haven't already. I know they got nerfed slightly with their slash bonus. That's part of the reason why scythe has gone up so expensively too, or so much more expensive too. But it, it doesn't. We told you months ago not to sell your fang after the nerf, right? Just like we told you not to sell your blowpipes after the blowpipe nerf, right? Like, they're still going to be good in the places that they're good. 
and the fang shines in a lot of places even where it's not best in slot so yeah if you don't have a fang that should frankly be like the first thing you buy because if you don't go the range route for zolra vorkath and muspa you can melee vorkath with a fang get money you can take a fang to chambers toa to tom take a fang to nex if you're feeling that way you could take it to god wars i mean shit what other bosses that are on the high scores that you know make any kind of money i mean Seracnus doesn't really make you a ton of money but if you're trying to learn you could take a fang there um i don't think taking a fang to vardorvis is worth it anymore is a fang at duke still worth it i don't actually know but fango burr Fang, Fang absolutely go burr. Yeah. You can take Fang at Corp. Shit. Fang at Corp is not too bad. Oh, Fang at Corp no, is yeah. amazing. Oxy mentioned the nerf, and I wanted to explain that because I didn't, I didn't actually know like the nitty gritty, but what happened is they removed the passive effect of the double accuracy roll. Uh, they removed it from the slash type, and it only applies now if the Fang is on stab. So what was happening was there was a bunch of monsters that were weak to slash, and basically you were getting a, a double accuracy roll on a weapon that's supposed to be a pointy little stick. Essentially, it's supposed to be a stab weapon, primarily. And so um, Vardorvis is one that Oxy had mentioned where it was best in slot, and the, one, the, like, the weapon that was supposed to not be, or like the weapon that was supposed to be best in slot was not. And that was like the, the scythe. It's not that the scythe so, wasn't best in slot, it's that the DPS difference was like a, like, like negligible between the scythe and the fang but the price because okay here's where oxy goes on his elitist ramp because toa is so accessible and because the fang is in the most common of the drop tables the fang has been so oversaturated into the market with the ease of toa and the lowest drop rate of any of the purples the game has been shitting out fangs since August. I bought my first fang week release for 220 mil. That bitch set me back. I am down 200 mil on that fang right now. That's fine though, because it's not a <laughs> weapon I plan on getting rid of. You know, that has made the fang, it's the black dehyde problem. It's not how strong it is, it's how cheap it is right? If the fang was as rare as the shadow, you'd have a little bit of a different conversation about whether or not we should nerf the slash effect, right? Scythe of a tour is the hardest purple to get from what is arguably the hardest raid in the game, even at its base form, right? Tob is a harder learning curve than TOA or Chambers. Well, frankly, though, Tob is a little bit easier to master, in TOA or Chambers, though. So if you can get past the brutal punch-you-in-the-face-and-shit-on-you-while-you're-down mentality of Tom, uh, for the first couple raids, once you go deathless, you're smooth sailing. That was the problem with the Fang, is that the, it, it, it's just too cheap. So it's a raid weapon, still let it shine uh, in, in its niche, but... You know, and, and by the way, if you don't know how the fang works, you don't know why it's you know, special or different or whatever, um, you kind of like roll with advantage, as it were. So you roll your attack value twice and you use the higher attack number because RuneScape is basically just D&D, where the attack skill is your roll the hit, your strength skill is your damage dice, and your defense skill is your AC. Um, 
that's pretty much how that works with melee anyways. Um, so you take the higher hit and then you have a reduced max hit on your regular thing. But that's another thing about the fang that goes off, that goes burr. The fang spec is awesome. A 25% mm. and you get to possibly hit your true max hit, as it were. Like, look yeah. up the fang and what it does, because I'm not doing it justice with this explanation. But if you don't have a fang for some reason, it's good. I just read it. And so he's right with the double accuracy. But the cool thing about it is if you are to hit, it can't roll a zero. So the, the shitty thing about like RuneScape weapons is even if you successfully hit, you can hit a zero. Like you can hit a zero as your successful hit. So with the Fang, if you were to successfully roll that that damage or the the attack roll, um, it it will always do either a, a fifteen to eighty five percent of your max hit. Meaning, if your max hit was sixty normally, you would either hit a nine, you would hit between nine and fifty one um, for your damage instead of hitting a zero potentially. So not only do you have advantage on attacks, but you can't you also can't hit zeros. That like there's no other weapon in the game like that. So that's what makes the Fang special. Um and that double accuracy, the the having advantage on the roll, uh, that was working with slash and people were, you know, taking advantage of that, obviously. Yeah. So now it only works on stab. Yeah. You can still slash with it, you just don't not it's, not, it's, it's not as good. It's not even like worth using. And it, what's do you know what the difference is with the Fang in TOA? Because it has a different effect, doesn't it? I rolls three times basically. Yeah, so you just get a better chance to hit. Um, oh, nice. Because I think I know with the Tivo yes. in chambers, it's completely uncapped, so you can absolutely dumpster enemies. Because Tivo. <sighs> This is getting into the nitty gritty of like raid weapons and things, but like Tebow has like three different brackets, I guess, of like mage level, where it's like below 150 mage level, the Tebow is useless. Between like 150 and like 300 ish, Tebow is okay. And then like above level 300, the Tebow pops off. But in chambers, that cap is completely removed. And the higher the magic level, like, Olm's head, for example, you can hit like hundreds or something like that. I don't know if that's entirely Damn. accurate, but you can hit really hard with a Tebow. Um, in TOA with the shadow, instead of uh, a gay raccoon says 96 is a Tebow's max hit in chambers, wow. which checks out. Yeah, you can't really hit a 96 anywhere else. Um, the most Maybe. I've seen with max on task uh, is like an 80 something at Hydra. And Hydra's got a pretty high magic level. Um, a weapon like the Shadow, for example, it triples your magic damage and magic accuracy, which is definitely a problem for the long-term health of this game. Uh, we'll talk about that in another <laughs> episode, though. Uh, but in TOA, it increases it four times, so you're just an absolute machine with magic in TOA. Which, didn't we say years ago before TOA came out, magic was gonna be the the thing to use and we turned out to be wrong as hell kind of <laughs> because like kind of i remember like the logic was like range you can use in like every room but tecton at at in chambers tob you use melee in literally every single room you mm -hmm. you use range and mage 
sparingly in one room and that's about it right every other room is melee so we thought surely surely for toa you're going to use mage in all five rooms and while we were so wrong it is melee monkey melee bug range croc tribrid aka and then just a weird hodgepodge you don't really <laughs> use mage a ton until you get to wardens yeah so we were mostly wrong when it comes to that so that's a fun little thing to look back on but uh yeah and the fang i guess rolls three times basically so you're way more likely to hit within toa with the osmompton's fang if you're using toa as a money maker there is no reason you should not have a fang and a light bearer going into it those should be yeah, like the only absolutely. gear requirements to do toa it's about 28 mil which is kind of expensive if you don't have that kind of money for some reason borrow it from your friend i promise you it's worth it the last item Michael has on this list for some reason is 2,000 dragon darts. Unpopular opinion, you don't ever need to use dragon darts. You don't. You really don't. Until you got that kind of money lying around, it's not worth it. If you don't have that kind of money lying around for dragon darts to use constantly, there is one place you will use them. That's the Inferno. That is the only place dragon darts are worth it if you do not have the bank to constantly keep dragon darts in your blowpipe. It's the only place you'll use Oh, okay. I see what you mean. Um, I put it on there just as if you're going to be using the blowpipe for, for Slayer, obviously don't shoot dragon darts. That's just a waste of money. But for bossing, if you're going to use the blowpipe, you may as well put dragon darts in there. So 2,000 dragon darts is going to set you back 2 mil. I don't think that that's unreasonable just to have them if the blowpipe is going to be the item that you're going to use in a bossing situation. Regular everyday slayer, um, just use amethyst. But uh, it's a hit or miss on that one, I guess. If you want to, you know, if you want to feel like you're doing something with your dra- with your blowpipe, have some dragon darts. But it's it's a it's a take it or leave it situation, and that's the list. That's it. I hope you took notes. I'll try and remember to post our list in the description uh, in case you guys want to go back and reference anything. Obviously, prices are subject to change because we're recording this February of 2024. If you are listening to this in the future, things may have changed prices. So, you know, our 100-ish mil list may be closer to like 50 mil. Maybe it's 120 mil. Maybe it's 500 mil. I don't know. We don't know what the economy is going to do. That's a little disclaimer for you. Um, so just keep that in mind when, when you're looking at these things and kind of pricing out what your next upgrade is going to be. And, and if you are listening to this episode and you're an hour and a half in and you thought, cool, I've had all these items for two years. What am I supposed <laughs> to do? You're at the point in your account where you're using this money to save up for other things. A full BOFA with crystal armor to corrupt it is like what 250 300 mil something like that you're putting that 100 mil towards that you're putting yeah. that 100 mil towards the goalposts that just keep moving for the mega weapons yeah. did you know that the yeah. scythe is like 1.1 1.2 right now oh the my scythe gosh is ridiculous wasn't tebow 1.7 bill the other day yeah the twisted bow is 1.73 bill 
<laughs> like the mega weapons, the shadows 1.5. The the mega weapons are absurd at this point because of where we are at in the game, which is a good thing, right? But yeah. it sucks for me yeah. trying to save up that kind of money. So use this money to, you know, if you got a hundred mil, you don't know what to spend it on. I recently had this debacle myself of like, I got, you know, extra money. What do I buy? Dragon claws are like 94 mil. You want a power chip oh. with a special attack? Dragon claws are fun as hell, right? You can buy Sang nice. Staff, which is a really nice upgrade. Really mm-hmm. nice upgrade over a, over a Trident. You can buy that full Virtus you're looking at. You can buy, you know, put that money towards Ancestral. Put that money towards Missouri. Put that money towards a ZCB so you can do Nex and Leviathan, right? You can you're at that point you can put that money towards a dt2 ring just to you know see where it takes you right and the best thing you can spend money on if the next items you're trying to purchase are like all right i have everything chaos cleric says imbued heart goes hard i have not had an imbued heart in twenty thousand years because i sold mine (laughs) for like 40 mil when i did my tebow rebuild i think it was and that motherfucker is like a hundred mil at this point i'm so mad i'm so mad i'm gonna type my imbued heart heart for 20 mil brother the saturated heart is less expensive than the imbued heart there ain't no way the saturated heart is 120 the imbued heart is 121 hold on so you can buy saturated hearts unimbue them i don't think you can get a mill oh you can't okay i don't think that's the case this is what happens to the economy when we have two issues that are that are plaguing the the runescape economy right now number one is shagex keeps releasing combination items where one item is actually fairly accessible we have relatively speaking right we have the Elidinus Ward. We have the Pagasian Crystal. We have, you know, um, the Phantom Muspa Dust, like the Ancient Dust or whatever it's called. And the other item is absurdly rare. The other item is a one in a thousand from a clue scroll. The other item is a one in a thousand from a boss that takes 300 years to kill by yourself, like Corp. The other item is you know, hey, just it's like one in 300 after a one in 200 chance that gets worse the lower level Slayer monster it is with the imbued heart being such a rare item, right? So that's the first problem we're having. The second problem we're having specifically with the imbued heart, and I said it earlier, the shadow is a detriment to magic in old school rootscape. The shadow has so severely impacted magic in this game where there will be a nerf in the next couple of years. I promise you, in order for them to keep this game healthy, they're either going to completely succumb to the to the power creep and give us gear and enemies for magic that are so much more ridiculous than what we could ever anticipate, where magic becomes the only style we use ever. Or, more realistically, they'll nerf the Shadow. Because the, the Shadow of Temekin, it, it triples the boost you get from the Imbued Heart. 
So the saturated heart boosts you to like 112 or whatever it is. The shadow affects that as well. That affects your accuracy, which is then tripled by the, the shadow of Temekin, right? The shadow wow. is so fun and so cool, but so, so, so bad for everything magic. Why do you think in the last several years they've released one set of magical armor and they had to make it way shittier than they originally intended? Yeah. Because of the shadow. The shadow is a problem. Respectfully, the shadow is a problem. <laughs> Respectfully. I love that. Respectfully. So Respectfully. that's why the, if you're at that point where you have all the items we talked about and you're looking for 100 mil, what to spend it on, save it for your next upgrade. And like I said before, I saw the imbued heart thing. Buy skills, dog. Yeah. Skills ain't ever going to go gonna away. Buy skills, you know? If like you were able to get some of this stuff, but you have money left over, construction is a great one to invest in. Prayer is a great one to invest in. Um, those are things that are going to benefit your account long term. Um, and 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 feel like Bibles are a really great way to like get a good get a good head start on your goals. Like if you want to get base seventies or base eighties, do some of those Bibles. Get them knocked out. There's significant benefits along the way. Sometimes like. Be able to get a certain herb lore level. Maybe you can make a new potion that you couldn't before in a raid. Um, so just something to think about there. I think that's going to do it for this for this half here. We'll send you guys off to break. Thank you so much. And if you have any thoughts, let us know in the XP base chat. If there's any items you think we missed, or you think that we, uh, you know, are kind of crazy for putting it on this list, let us know in the YouTube comments and in the XP base chat. We'll see you guys after the break. Hey, uh, uh, you, hey, I'm, I'm the guy that sits in the, in, in, I'm the guy that sits real far away. Not a lot of people come around here, but if you, I have, my name is, don't worry about my name. We don't do names here. You come here, you give me what I want, I give you what you want, alright? And we don't ask questions. I have a lot of bones. You you don't ask me where I got the bones from. I don't ask you what you need with the bones. And that's how this works, alright? We don't ask questions, alright? You come in, you give me money, I give you bones. Human bones, animal bones, dog bones, any sort of bone. But on the one proviso, you... You don't ask me where I got the bones, and I don't ask you what you need with the bones. Alright? You look me in the eye. Because if we, if you don't accept that, we're going to have a problem. You want to know my name? You can call me Dan. I'm Dan the Bone Man. That's all you need to know. Alright? And then when we're done, you never met me. I never met you, alright? This never happened. I don't know who you are, alright? Good. Now get the f*** out of here. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that commercial break, because I know that I sure did. Now is the time in the episode to take a break from the OSRS content 
and thank the patrons who make this show that much better. If you're part of the Wise Old Man tier, we thank you. Uh, and we want to give a shout out to our newest Wise Old Man, uh, Duo Roto. Duo Roto is our newest Wise Old Man patron this week. And you are being shouted out for that achievement. Um, on the screen now is all of our current Wise Old Man patrons. Thank you, everyone, for your support. It means a bunch to us. It means a lot. Um, this show is made better with your help. And um, you guys do amazing things. It's not like it's not even the financial aspect as the main part. Like having you guys here recording with us in the recording booth chat has made all the difference. Um, like our podcast is better because of our patrons who hang out with us during recording. Like KBD is here too. That's not to say that KBD isn't a part of that, but like you get access to the recording booth in the wise old man tier. And so, you know, I can't imagine um, having like the discussions that we have, the, the topics that we cover sometimes like, we didn't even think of stuff and like we look over at the recording booth chat and there somebody with a lot more knowledge or a lot more experience has said something and it helps formulate a, a better opinion. So thank you to the wise old man uh, tier uh, for being awesome. Now we want to shout out our uh, shout out tier. Actually the, the KBD folks are the ones here who will get a shout out and I'm definitely not stalling to pop up the filter and to put the names on the screen. Uh, but we want to shout you each out by name individually every single week. And I'm going to do that now, starting with Apathy, Boston Sport 5, Brooks 70, Chaos, Stuck at Wave 63, Cleric. Poor stuck guy. Stuck at Wave 63? Stuck at Wave 63. 63 is one of the hardest waves in the Inferno, so I don't blame you. Damn. Oxy's dad, uh, my dad, all of our dad, hi dad, Cloud Kicker, Damon S., Sticky Bird, Elite Oreo Dunker, Gumby, HMZ Bot, MT Birchfield, Oxia's Bay 666, Prof Slayer, uh, our third favorite Patreon supporter, Ralph, Run Metal 15, Rylithian, Soggy Waffles, Seppi J, Sparky Life, Swole, Crippling BA Addiction, The Big G Jordy, and The Crayola Tallymorn. Those are our current. Uh, KBD patrons, thank you so much. Again, you guys, you offer the same benefit as I spoke about with the Wise Old Man. You are here in the recording booth and you make this show better, not only financially, but with your presence and your, your, your feedback. We have a patrons chat in our Discord and oftentimes I will post things in there. Uh, I got a lot of good feedback from, from patrons about the merch that we had, design uh, changes, design ideas, that kind of thing. You get discounts on our merch if you're a Patreon, which is great. Um, you get access to merch early in most cases if you're a patron. So um, a lot of great benefits. If you want to support these amazing folks um, and do the same thing that doing, they're doing, you can head over to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash XP Waste. We have many tiers, four of them to be in fact, and they range from $1 all the, all the way to $25. Shout out to the Gnome Child and the Party Pete tier. Um, but that's it for the patrons. You guys are amazing. You know you're amazing. Next up, I will be reading what is uh, unequivocally some of the best responses we could ever have for anything we ever ask 
And again, I am not stalling just to pull up a web page. But it is now time for the community question. Last week was a was an interesting week because not a lot was going on. And one of the most interesting things happened in the game. They updated barbarian training. And so we wanted to know what new barbarian training methods would you like to see next? They recently added barbarian farming. So we'll see what the what the what the community has to say. Starting out with Otis, he says, I wouldn't mind a barbarian agility training method. I'm sure they could find some pretty interesting ways. Barbarians trained back in the day. There were some fat barbarians, but not many. I'm going to blow this man's mind when I tell him to go, like, pop back behind barbarian assault. Like, just go poke around behind barbarian assault. See what you find. (laughs) Just just give it a try. See what you find. Just mosey on back there. You'll, you'll You'll be surprised. Uh, Lake says spear hunting, hunter XP with each catch and a very small range XP as well. Spear hunting would be cool. What would you, what would you catch though? I guess things that you can spear chickens, um, uh, chickens, chickens. I don't know. <laughs> you don't like, you don't like kill a lot of stuff with that. Like you, that, like cows maybe. I don't know. Jumungo says, being able to slash webs without needing a slash weapon. How is that? How is it that I, I how is it that I can take on a god, but a simple spider web is impossible? It actually is impossible. And I think that's why Old School RuneScape is one of the best games out there. Because literally you can't just walk through a spider web. But yes, you can take on an actual god. With your bare hands if you wanted to. Bearing says, Barbarian hunting, where you can get range XP. When you punch a chinchampa. Excuse me? Punching a chinchampa? Uh, Next up, we have Dinosaur. He says, Barbarian defense reduction. You run into an encounter completely naked with no overheads, and you punch the boss in the face for a guaranteed defense reduction in line with a Dragon Warhammer. New Corp meta. I mean, if we're going going on D&D to be like, you know, as a barbarian, you generally don't wear armor. That would be kind of cool. Guaranteed defense for just slapping it naked. Sounds like a good time. Moishan says, Barbarian Slayer. Uh, you get assigned two monsters at the same time, blue dragons and Anku. You have to kill one blue dragon and then one Anku and repeat and go back and forth. You get double XP and double points. Can you imagine like the combination? <laughs> you get like a Hydra and a Kraken task? Oh gosh, dude. <laughs> Double XP though, you'd be done with Slayer you get a, you get a in no time. Boss task, you get like Zalra and Barrows or something like that. That's gonna Ooh, suck, what if, dude. What if, uh, what if there was like a really slim chance, but an actual chance that you could get the same monster twice, like double blood velts, but maybe ones in like the catacombs, in the two different That'd spots just be in the catacombs. Horrendously inconvenient. That's you go true. from the Slayer Tower to the catacombs. That sounds like hell. They they both have pretty decently close teleports though, so it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world because you wouldn't have to re-gear. Like at least with dragons and Anku, you're not really going to be taking the same thing. And Hydra and, and Kraken definitely not the same stuff. So re-gearing would suck. Uh, moving on, Zom says we just got the seed dipper. Now it's time for the spade. Surely barbarians dug with their hands. That's so true. Like, I can plant a seed with my hand, but why can't I just rip out the herbs? 
Why 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 can't I just like pick up strawberries or 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 pick up watermelons? Why do I need a shovel to get them out of the ground? Don't make any sense. Barbarian spade training. Let me have it. Sam says barbarian fletching converts javelins to grappling javelins, allowing the use of grappling shortcuts without a crossbow with strength needed in place of range. So instead of a range level, you're just real strong. You're a strong boy with the javelin. I could, I could see like ice picks on a wall and like you're just like climbing up a wall, a wall with, a, with ice picks. But it doesn't really work for those shortcuts where you're actually using the rope aspect of it. Like you're grappling to a tree and then you're swinging. Those are, those are interesting. OC Dam says, Barbarian woodcutting. My hand is becoming more square. I'm transforming. I'm punching a tree. I felled it. I look to my left. I see a Squidward looking MF. Leaves me with this knowledge. Her. <laughs> Minecraft. I love it. Toast. No toast. A name I haven't heard in a long time. Welcome back, Toast. Says barbarian rigging. Possibly uh, providing some type of benefit for sailing uh, challenges when, it, when that skill comes out. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Barbarians are just good with their hands. That's what I'm, that's what I'm hearing. Just good with your hand. Uh-huh. Uh, Nate Dog says, Barbarian jewelry crafting? When you no longer need molds when you're making jewelry? <laughs> you're just giving an angry you- look and it like becomes a, like a ring or whatever? I love that. Uh, allowing you to make 14 per inventory instead of 13. <laughs> just burn your hands for no reason. That's hilarious. Yeah. Talon says, pour more molten gold into your hands. Yep. Pour Check it in there out. and you form it. Uh, Fizeman, pronounced like physics man, says, barbarian pet friendship. Watch as a hardened auto teaches you how to befriend squirrels to follow you around. Introduction to mounts and other pets? Question mark? I think so. If there's one thing in this game that I think would be really fun, it is mounts. Give me an elephant to ride. Give me a horse. Give me an ostrich. I want to go fast. I physically don't think this game is big enough to handle that. And I don't mean like like the game can't, like the engine couldn't handle it. I mean like how... We don't need it. Not even that we don't need it, but like a lot of the spaces, like a lot of the paths in the game are like a one-by-one area. How That's are you going to fit an elephant through a one by one pathway in a way that makes sense? You know, like would the concept mm. of like an expanded pet repertoire be cool? Absolutely. But imagine trying to get an elephant through the new Shazian rework where it's just like a one thin <laughs> path. Imagine trying to get an elephant through the stranglewood. Like the, the, a lot of the, the, like the infrastructure of the game, the pathing for players is not designed to have anything larger than a one by one path through it. So. Damn. Might be tough there, but it could be fun. Who knows? It could be fun. Well, I, they'll just need to release a new continent that's massive, and you need, you need a mount. And maybe the mounts only work on that continent. They tried there's that. There's no teleport. They tried that, oh. and it turned out to be a dog shit update that has taken them <laughs> seven years to make not shit. And it's pretty that's good funny. now, but man, their original <laughs> intention did not land how they wanted it to. Definitely. Next up, uh, this says, this is from Vrangor. 
881 says, continue to expand the farming barbarian skills. Learn the ability to rip trees from the ground. That way you don't have to chop them before you're clearing the stump. Oh, that'd be fun. I mean, just like, again, this goes back to the whole, just give us a tool belt and we'd be happy uh, mindset. Literally anything that requires a tool, I think you could make a, barbar a barbarian skill for it. Literally. Um, got a few more here. Tohees says, Barbarian Hunter would be so epic. LOL. Hate that skill so much. Heart emoji. You put, I'm not kidding you, probably 50 O's in that so. It's really I don't think Hunter. I even did that justice. It really hates Hunter. Um, this, this guy must be pre-80 Hunter. Pre-80 kind of sucks. After 80, it's all right. A few less O's in that so. Uh, Trey says, Barbarian Arceus spellcasting so that you don't need the Book of the Dead. Man, that should have been a GM reward or something. They'll probably make I it think... so it's like a GM quest once the Karend quest wraps up mm. at this point. Because that was a like big you just pitch of like... yourself with the knowledge? Yeah, that was a big push when they like revamped the rewards for CAs. People yeah. were really pushing to have Grandmaster not have the book anymore. Um, mm. Which I think would have been fair, but I think if the idea is to make that more accessible to a larger portion of the player base, rewarding it for like the the Song of the Elves equivalent to what's eventually going to happen in Karend years down the yeah. road, that's probably fine. That'll be a cool thing for people to have. You know what they'll call it? A Kingdom United. It'd be so cool. Uh, maybe. Kingdoms United. <gasps> Kingdoms United. Uh, we have a couple more. Real crazy says barbarian thieving. Instead of using a blackjack to knock out the bandits, you just give them a good old whack on the noggin. <laughs> give them the elbow to the ear, if you will. Uh, and finally, on Spotify, Santher says barbarian construction. You don't need a hammer. You just punch or headbutt the planks. Ouch. You're headbutting the nails, which is the worst part. So I'm like, well, I'm going to make this pencil disappear type shit right there. Like, that's... <laughs> Youch. Um, moving over to the YouTube replies. We asked you guys the same exact question. Uh, what are some other barbarian training methods you would like to see? Starting out, we don't have many. Like All the comments here are mainly people trying to enter the giveaway, which you should do. If you've forgotten this far into the episode, go to the last week's episode, which is titled Barbarian Training and Forestry Changes, episode 140, and comment your favorite Slayer task because we're giving away a Neve plushie. Woo! Also subscribe because we're only giving it away to a subscriber. OG Scuba on YouTube says, for the Barbarian tra Training method, I want to say agility, and for this method, your character would be able to run through stone walls. Excuse me? Is that a one and done thing or like you phasing through the wall? Because I think that's less barbarian and more like wizard. But I digress. Fishbun says, I would love to see barbarian woodcutting. Instead of an axe, you just punch the trees and collect the logs. It would be badass. Wood. I think so too. Wood. He actually put W-O-U-L-D, but I think he should have put W-O-O-D. Wood. <laughs> And finally, 
for this week's community question. Jordy says, uh, Big G Jordy says, Barbarian mining, just punch the damn ore veins. I'm telling you guys, you're onto something. I'm telling you right now, you're onto something with these methods. And I think that every time Jagex thinks about, could I make this better? They should just slap barbarian in front of it. I want barbarian money making. You just punch trees and coins come out of it. It could, it could, be, it could be a good venture. The Animal Crossing crossover we never knew we needed <laughs> right there. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, man. Well, that's going to do it for this week's community question. Thank you so much to everyone who did answer it. This week's question is, what gear upgrades are you going to spend your 100 million GP on and why? Give us a, give us a shout. If you hadn't answered that question already in the XP Waste chat or the comments of this video, um, go ahead and answer it in the community question. We want to know. You can answer that on the community question section on Spotify or the pinned comment of this YouTube video. I'm going to send it over now to the stunningly handsome um, he knows it, Oxy, I do. for Achievables of the Weekables. I do know it, yes. It's a bit of a lighter Achievement of the Week this week, folks, but it is Achievement of the Week time. Last week saw a shit ton of achievements. This week we have less of them, but they are achievements nonetheless, and because of that we are still going to shout them out. In the miscellaneous category, kicking us off, Big Kyle 90 and Weebs both achieved their quest cape this week. Additionally, Vespolar and Swole both got their music capes as well. So, good for you guys. It's a cool-looking cape. In the combat achievements category, I don't believe we have any first fire capes. We do have some other firsts, though. Kalos got their first Zolra KC, and I Poop Liquids got their first Corrupted Gauntlet KC. Somebody else in Levels and Achievements, they posted that they had been learning Corrupted Gauntlet, and on 3 KC got an enhanced and while drops aren't achievements if you get it on 3kc while learning presumably you got your first relatively recently i don't know if we called you out for that last week also somebody got their first zolra kc on their pure account but their pure was fully kitted in a tebow so i don't know if that was i <laughs> doubt that was your first kill ever but congratulations nonetheless Additionally, making a second appearance on Achievement of the Week this week, Swole, the barbarian assault guy, got his, uh, got his hard combat achievements done. As far as kits are concerned, D. Falconer got his Missouri kit. And finally, the, the big achievement in the combat achievement section that we always shout out, Home Alone got their first Infernal Cape. You're free, brother. Enjoy it. I didn't post a picture, which is disappointing, so, you know... Drop a photo when you get those kind of big achievements. We love seeing the little whatever. It doesn't matter if your PB is slow. <laughs> the slower your PB, the better when you get your first cape. Mm -hmm. Moving into the skilling category, it's literally how quickly we're moving. We're already like almost done with Achievement of the oh, Week. Wow. We do have some 99s. So to kick off the skilling category, Rosgen achieved 99 fire making. Infamous Boy achieved 99 mining. Iron Kai achieved 99 fishing. Doom Bar achieved 99 Hunter. Elvis J achieved 99 Thieving. Nice Sniffer achieved 99 Range. Mech NG achieved 99 Prayer. Chris Chris, Chris Chris, Chris Chris achieved 99 Crafting. And Trash Pats achieved 99 Slayer just before this episode started. Did anyone get a 99 while we were recording today? I don't think so. 
I don't think that happened. I keep my chat box closed just because I am notoriously bad for getting distracted. You with do the be. chat box open. We actually do have a. I'm, I popped over to achievements uh, levels and achievements just to check. Lil B got their first gauntlet completion like ten minutes ago. So good for you, Lil B. To finish off the skilling category this week, Binding Bink, Jives, Billy H, and Polando all achieved 2K total level. Every single one of them achieved 2K total. So welcome to your new stretch of worlds. Trust me, it'll take you a long time to get to the next set, but it'll be worth it when you get there. <laughs> I was mining a star on a 2200 total world, and I was like, where is everyone? This is a tier nine. And I realized, I was like, holy shit, I'm on a 2200 world. I don't do this very often. I've never done it before. This is super cool. We have one final <laughs> achievement. I'm finally having fun. Um, <laughs> we have one last achievement in Achievement of the Week that we do have to talk about here. We've said it before in the last couple of weeks that so we knew it was coming. Clues himself. He just actually got a samurai shirt from doing a clue scroll. Look at that. True to his name. Um, clues <laughs> Put a very nice, very heartfelt message about his experience in old school RuneScape, which I thought was super cool. Um, and I did not know that he actually found he it kind of culminated in him, you know, leaving the game for a little while. And then he found the show. He found XP Waste. And while found the sh like while he was playing and was in the community or whatever, um, one of his old friends, his like neighbor was also hunchy was also in the community and kind of like brought him in um to do all wow. that and he maxed this past week i know we said last week that like he's damn close and I, we were right he was damn close so he maxed he achieved 2277 total level so congratulations to you glad you found us glad we were able to re-inspire you to make that push to, to you know max your account so congratulations you can now finally play the game however you want. You don't have to worry about, about no more skilling. So proud of you. <laughs> that does it for Achievement of the Week. Like I said, compared to last week, it's quite a bit shorter. But the achievements are still the achievements, right? They're still good. We are still proud in each of each and every one of you for all the awesome stuff that you do. If you did something awesome, you can head over to discord.gg forward slash OSRSTNL and you can post about whatever achievements you got. Base 70s, 2K total level, 2277 total level, Fire Cape, Infernal Cape, doesn't matter. We want to see it. We want to hear about it, right? We also have objectively the best RuneScape Discord in the world. So come hang out with a bunch of people who are you're just genuinely going to have a good time with. I don't know how else to describe it other than the people who come into this community 99% of the time enjoy their time here. And that's, that, that's the best I can say because that's all of you guys in the community who do that. Michael and I don't do that. You guys do. And for that, we thank you. So come hang out. We got people raiding. We got people doing bossing content right now. We got people hanging out playing what looks like risk of rain in one of the vcs come hang out enjoy yourself in our discord discord.gg forward slash osrstnl it's almost time to wrap this episode up and because it is almost time to wrap this episode up that means i need to ask one final question and that question is michael my friend do you have a fun question for us this week 
I do. I do. And this is going to be a little bit of a thinker. So if we need to take some time, some time to reflect, we can. Or I'm going to ride off the dome and make this uh, chaotic. So Clapscape in the fun question section on Discord asks, if you were chosen to, to design a new mini game or game mode for OSRS, what would you create and where on the map would it be? I'll read his example shortly and then we'll get into it. So his example is, I would make a completion game mode sort of like the Gambit from Destiny. It would be a mix of pest control with a little bit of PvP spice added. Uh, I'd probably place it in Xenaris to bring new player traffic to the area and seeing how fairy rings take you all over the place. It, it would be used as a teleport system in the minigame to take you to places where you have to fight certain monsters in the areas that make sense, like Abbey Demons in the Abyss. I have not played a ton of Destiny in my time, but the few times I have played Destiny was before they updated Gambit, and I got a level with you. It was actually kind of a good time. I've heard mm. Gambit has changed since they updated it, but I used to play with my best friend. She's a huge Destiny fan, and I would just make fun of that douchebag who would always open the games up. Like He'd flip the coin, and he'd go, ooh, we got Cabal, we got Hive, or whatever they are. Um, <laughs> and the entire time, I'd be like, isn't that just the flood? And she'd be like, "What's the flood?" I'm like, "Oh, oh, we're in the we're, we could surprise you with the flood." And she just never played Halo. Um, but no, uh, I, I played Gambit, and that would be a lot of fun in old school. And because you suggested that, um, I of course have to use an example from another similar game. Do you guys know how fun it would be? to get with a group of, of three other buddies, four other buddies and play firefight. In oh gosh. School? I was going to say that. Yeah, that you was know how be mine. Fun firefight <laughs> would be in OSRS. You know how fun that would be. You get like, but it's not like the Inferno where it's an hour and a half, two hours of your time wasted because you're a shitter and reacted 0.6 seconds too late for something. Right. Like, you just, like, actually can fight enemies and revive them. I'm trying to think of, like, where a good place to do it would be. You know, maybe we take... Uh, maybe it's less of a firefight, and maybe it's more of, like, a Nazi zombies approach. Maybe we do it in, like, the Stranglewood. That could be fun. You know? Any, any, any zombies players in the chats? I used to love that <laughs> shit growing up. I was so afraid of zombies. Like, I still don't love the idea of the undead, right? Uh, that gives me the heebie-jeebies. But as a kid, I hated it. And I never wanted to buy a Call of Duty game because of the zombies game mode. Because it scared me as a child when my friends would put World War II on and play that damn zombies game mode because I was just afraid of it. I had been traumatized as a child having to... A lot of people say it's the library, but no, it was the quarantine zone in Halo 2. Having to do Sacred Icon as a kid was horrifying in Halo 2. You're walking through, it's dusty, it's cloudy, these radio signals, you know, they're not Covenant, oh my god, it's, it's horrifying. They make scary noises. The zombies at World at War, once the DLC map started coming out, they made the flood noises, and I hated it. 
And then for Christmas, Santa brought me the first Black Ops. And I said, oh, God, it's got a zombies mode. That's terrible. I'm never going to play it. And then I put <laughs> 27 days into Nazi zombies on Black Ops uh, <laughs> when I was 14, 15 years old. I played the dog shit out of that game mode. I absolutely loved it. So I think a Nazi zombies style firefight thing. You remember that bit in desert treasure Two where you're trying to build the barricades and hold against the stranglewood. Can we expand yes. on that part of the quest in particular and make cool. that a replayable mini game with a couple of your buddies where you got to build barricades and get weapons and stuff like that. Or maybe you just go in with whatever weapons you have. And instead of upgrading weapons, you just like get supplies and stuff. Mm. Oh, that'd be so cool. That'd be so fun. That'd be so cool. And of course, because it's RuneScape, you get a little bit of XP. You get construction XP. You get herb lore XP for making potions, you know. That'd be super That'd cool. Be cool. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. I think um I think your idea of like firefight and wave based mini like a wave based minigame, unfortunately, it kind of already exists with Barbarian Assault, but in a very, very watered down like way. Like you're fighting enemies in that come that are coming in waves, and you're trying to like kill them all in a in a certain time, or in in and then you have waves that come come and go. It's unfortunately barbarian assault, but I think that they could take that concept, um, that other video like more that other more modern video games have like run with, and they could update, they could do a, a version of barbarian assault that wasn't and swole cover your ears, boring. See, um, but that's that's the thing though. Like, yes, Barbarian Assault is a wave-based minigame, but can you guys honestly sit and tell me that Barbarian Assault, Nazi Zombies, and Firefight King of the Hill all feel exactly the same? They don't. They, they absolutely don't. So you... don't. I think there's a ton of room, even if we just took that strangle that stranglewood section from the quest, even if we just took that. There are waves of enemies coming in, and I think it's similar literally in that there's just waves of enemies with short breaks in between them. Because if you take away the roles and the specific movement that you need from Barbarian Assault and how other people have to coordinate with one another, and you make it a, it is me and you and you and you against hordes of the undead, right? That's a totally different vibe, and I think that yeah. could be yeah. so fun in old school yeah. to take on. Oh, I agree. I agree. Uh, before you said firefight from, from Halo, I was going to say that because, you know, like it takes the, it takes a PVE and kind of amplifies it into something that can be a little bit more fun than just like going around the map and killing things for no reason. You know, you have, um, you have a strategy involved with, with working together as the, as the main characters to fight the monsters in the environment. So I think that would be fun. So I kind of had to pivot with mine. And I think um, playing off of what they've done in the GE with like the games, I would like to see more like classic games brought to the game, but like in a bigger scale. So think like wizard chess from Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. I want to see, I want to see like wizard chess in old school RuneScape, where they take a big field, maybe somewhere in Zaya, like a big mm -hmm. empty field, and you have a chessboard, and you can challenge one person, 
and it, it puts you in a little instance or it puts you in the on the chessboard and like people can view but you're like you know you're controlling massive statues um with with magic essentially it could be maybe in the basement of the wizard's guild or something but some like more games more classic games i think would be a lot of fun the ones you have at the ge uh they're fun right but like we could do a lot more you could do a whole they could do a whole like take the games room in Burthorpe and expand on it to include instanced areas or different places that offer more games. I'm I'm thinking like, you know, you could do Mahjong or Rummy Cub or card games. In fact, like I'm sure that the the engine can handle randomizing a deck of 52 we bu- cards. We're about to get the gambling OSRS back up to an absolute peak. We're going to put Texas Hold'em in OSRS. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine? <laughs> that would be kind of crazy. That'd be a yeah, forget insane the duel, way Forget like, the duel arena. Hop to 416. We got Blackjack going poker. out in the basement. <laughs> we got Blackjack in the basement of the games room. <laughs> I did think about like being able to like have a GP wager but then that could just get abused for chess. Like if you guys both agree, like both of you put in a hundred K and you wager on who could win this match, but that's not really like, that's not the essence of chess. Like maybe some places you play for money, but chess, you don't really play for money. You play for a handshake at the end and you say, good game. Like there are uh, board games and card games that you play for money. And I think it would be a slippery slope. Honestly, if they added that back in, and I would not be for that if they if <laughs> if they said um, poker night in Barathorpe Games Room, I would vote against it. <laughs> but please don't do that. But just fun ways uh, of spending time in the game. You know, if you were to if you were to go to an like a tabletop simulator, you guys could all do it in RuneScape instead of having to all download this other you know other uh, game to do it. So you know what could be awesome. You ever played Juggernaut in Halo? Juggernaut. The, it's a, is that where like one person is like beefed up and you're all against them? Oh, mm-hmm. that would be fun. Dude, okay, so picture, right? P- Shut up, picture for a second, right? <laughs> Juggernaut, the Juggernaut game mode is six to eight players in a lobby. You've got anywhere from five to ten minutes. First person to get 50 PvP kills in this arena wins, right? You can go in with whatever gear you want, but when you kill the Juggernaut, you become the Juggernaut, and you get a reduced attack speed, a tripled health pool, and a five times quicker special attack cooldown, as well as a defense boost for all of your defensive stats. You Maybe even a little damage reduction, like the, like the Elijah Spirit Shield. You would have to go up again. It finally would make multi-combat fights fair, especially if you couldn't hurt your teammates. Like, you're getting, like, sure, you're getting barraged. Like, that doesn't feel great. You're two ticks shadowing the other people. <laughs> you're, you're one tick blow them. Do, 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 yeah. do, do. What are they going to do? They can't survive that onslaught. You've got a claw spec that costs 10% that comes back every five seconds. You're a horror. As a as a so juggernaut, fun. that could be so fun. I don't know what yeah. the rewards would be though. That's the problem with games like that. Is how do you reward people for playing it 
you really don't because no one's going to play it if there's no rewards. But that could be fun to see in old school, a juggernaut style minigame. It could just be an expansion to LMS, like the already existing PvP game mode. But you that just get cool. like LMS points for it. That could be cool. There's like, oh God, what's her what's her name? The the lady who runs LMS. I don't remember her name off the no top idea. of my head. But she's like, hey, here's an experimental game mode. Go through this other Justine, yeah. Go through this other portal if you want to play an experimental game mode. And it's just like a seven V one juggernaut the That's entire so time. Cool. That would be fun. Actually, why are we not game developers? Like, come on. We have so many good ideas. I did not spend 20 years going to school to do that. Though, honestly, it might have been fun. In another life, maybe. Maybe this life. Don't, don't discount yourself here. Thank you, Clapscape, for that amazing question. Uh, if you guys want to ask a fun question, you can. Because every single episode, when all is said and done, all of the achievements are read and all the questions have been answered, we ask one last question every time. And that is the fun question. And so we want your submissions. Because most of the time, uh, we don't actually think of our own fun questions. This is for you, the community, uh, to ask us something. Uh, so ask us a fun question. You can send it a lot of different ways. You can send it via email, via DM. You can post it in the Discord. There's a fun question section if you're a patron. Or you can just post it in the next few ways chat. You can see it there too. Or you can send us a postcard to our P.O. Box. P.O. Box 2376, Keller, Texas, 76244. That's probably the most fun way to do it. Can you move your body a little bit to the right? Okay, cool. I just wanted to make sure that the that I wasn't yes. crazy in it's what the cork board actually looked like. Okay, cool. Just wanted to make it's sure. an outline. Okay, like yeah. <laughs> one day, maybe one day, I'll move the cork board to where I'm not sitting directly in front of it. But for right now, I, there's a cutout. <laughs> so. Your your postcard might get put behind me in <laughs> in the shape of put the outline of his head. <laughs> if you've just been up there for a while, we may have to move it around a little bit. But uh, fun fact, we ran a poll, and I, I don't remember how many people voted, but people did vote yes. It was an overwhelming guess for us to open a new P.O. box somewhere close to where Oxy lives. So I didn't see <laughs> the knows? results of that poll. He didn't see it, so it's not real. Typical Oxy. Um, you can ask if it's a fun question and send it in a postcard. We're going to read it. And uh, we just want to know, like, where are you from? Where are you writing in from? If you go on vacation somewhere cool, you know, send us a postcard um, and we'll read it. So that is going to do it for this episode. If you guys enjoyed it, make sure to leave a comment telling us what you thought. Um, like and subscribe if you're on YouTube. You can follow us if you're on Spotify. That's cool. And give us a rating on any other podcast app that you know of and tell your friends about XP Waste. Tell them, like, listen, you don't play RuneScape, but you should. And here's a podcast to get you started. We are notoriously famous, actually, for being very, very good at telling people about this game. So tell your friends. Tell them to listen to XP Waste. We wanna we wanna hear it. Thank you for letting us fill your ear holes. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.